grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and ascended Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God for our special meditation this morning is taken from the book of Acts chapter 1 verses 6 through 11. So when they, that is the disciples, had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking up, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, Behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way that you saw him go into heaven. So far, the word of God. Please be seated. This last Thursday marked 40 days since we celebrated Easter. For many of us, this was just getting back to the normal routine, maybe enjoying the warming weather. But for Jesus' disciples, this was a very special time. This was their last time with their Savior. He gave them many infallible proofs, as we're told, that he rose from the dead. He instructed them many things that he wanted them to remember after he was gone. And so after these 40 days, after all the things that they had seen, they still struggled to understand what was going on. We read about them on that hilltop with him, seeing him rise up into the sky. And I can just picture the confusion on their faces, wondering what was happening, what was going on, what was going to happen next. And the question that the angels asked them was very fitting for their confusion. Why do you stand looking into heaven? For the disciples, it was likely they didn't know where else to look. They didn't know what else to do. That question can also be asked of each and every one of us as well. Why do we stand looking into heaven? Why do we learn about and study and come week after week to learn about our Savior, a person who lived 2,000 years ago? Why are we so focused on things beyond this life? And the answer to that is in our Savior's very mission, why he came to earth. Why do you stand looking into heaven? First of all, because we're looking away from our past. Now those disciples, when, they, when Jesus was, brought them to this hilltop, they asked him that question. Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Now in reading this, every time I read this, I can almost hear the sigh in our Savior's voice as he answered them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. 
How many times had he told them about his kingdom? How many lessons had he taught? How many parables comparing the kingdom to a dragnet, a pearl of great price, a mustard seed, a sower, sowing seed, on and on, reminding them, my kingdom is not of this world. Really, after all this time, they still didn't get it. And that shows that they did not want Jesus to leave. They wanted him to stay. They wanted him to lead them in regaining the glory of Israel. They were looking back at their time with Jesus. Now, there are times for us when good things come to an end. Maybe it's the end of a vacation and you have to go back to work. Maybe it's the end of a visit with family and friends and they have to leave. Maybe it's the end of summer vacation and you have to go back to school. Or maybe it's just the Monday morning blues. But we have a lot of times in our lives when good things come to an end and we don't want to let them go. I was recently talking with a coworker of mine who was facing a cancer diagnosis. And she was looking back on the times when she'd enjoyed such good health and not looking forward to the treatments and the surgeries and the long road that she had ahead of her. She wanted to cling to those good times. It's like those high school athletes who were so great in high school, but when you talk to them years later, that's all they want to talk about. Reliving those glory days, hanging on to their past. Yes, we look back at our past, but we look back at our past in order to remember what our God has done for us. In 1 Corinthians 6, the Apostle Paul lists all kinds of unrighteous people. He lists murderers, adulterers, thieves, covetous people. He basically goes through the Ten Commandments and lists all the different types of ways people have sinned against them. And if we're honest with ourselves and look back on our own lives, we see those things in our past as well. We compare our lives to our, our Lord's perfect standard, and we have fallen so far short of it. But the wonderful thing is, the Apostle Paul continues, he says, such were some of you. Yes, you had this in your past, but he goes on, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Yes, we have those things in our past, but when we look at our past, those don't have to inhibit our future because they've been washed away. Our past is gone. So now our gaze is refocused. We look up at our Savior. Now picture yourself running on a track and you're in first place. You can't see any of your competition. They're all behind you. And the finish line is in front of you. You can't see them, but you can hear them. You can hear those footfalls right on your shoulder. 
You can hear their breath roaring in your ears. How far behind you are they? Are they going to overtake you? Are they coming up on your shoulder? Do you turn your head? It's one of the most basic rules in racing. And as a track coach, that's one that I try to emphasize to our runners. You never turn around. You never look back. You see people do it all the time. Now, our life is often compared to a race in the scriptures, especially in the New Testament epistles. The writer to the Hebrews says in 12, Hebrews 12, verse 1, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So yes, our life is a race. And where do we focus our eyes? Up ahead on that finish line. And he goes on to say, Run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We are running the race, keeping our eyes looking up at our Savior. Yes, there are distractions all around us, bills constantly pounding the pavement behind us, barely when we feel like they're going to overtake us. There are worldly friends and coworkers whispering in our ears words of temptation to just have fun, just go along with the crowd, have a good time. There's the crowd of materialism screaming on all sides, calling for us to buy this, buy that. You need this. This will make your life better. There are so many distractions in our race. So why are you looking up into heaven? Because that's where our Savior is. He is our focus and our purpose. We don't need to worry about those money or bills because our Savior has promised that he will provide. We don't have to listen to those people who want us to just go and have a good time because he has promised perfect joy in him. We don't need all those other material things in life because he has all we need for this life and for our eternal life with him. He is able to do this, and he has provided for us. He has saved us from our past. So we do look up at him. And when we're looking at him, we're also looking at our future. This is the time of year for many graduations. Graduation at Emmanuel yesterday morning. Graduation this morning for the eighth graders here at Messiah. Many graduates are heading into an uncertain future starting out on their own, going away to college, or maybe starting a career. This can be a very frightening thing, cause of much anxiety. And yet, it can make us feel better about the future if we know someone who has already been there, know someone who has already done it, who can tell us what it's like, or someone who will be there waiting for us. Looking at our ascended Savior, that's exactly what we have in our future. He ascended into heaven 
and that is where we will go with him. We know about his future because it's our future as well. In the last verse, verse 11 of our text, the angel said, This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. And Jesus himself said in John 14, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Yes, our Savior is not here, physically on earth. He is in heaven, and that's to our advantage because that's where we will be reunited with him. Seeing him, we see our very own future. And in the meantime, he's given us a job to do. In verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Carry this message. Keep your eyes up. And one of the biggest criticisms I've heard of conservative Lutheran churches is that we don't do enough in the community. Many churches are very busy with all sorts of activities for the poor in their community or sending people on trips to build houses down in South America. Those are all wonderful things. And yet, that's not the message that our Savior has for us. That is not our calling. Our calling is to be his witnesses. Our focus is not on the here and now, but we continue looking into heaven because that is our future. That is our Savior. May God grant that each and every one of us here gets asked that question in some form. Why are you looking into heaven? Let's hope and pray that we are prepared to answer because we're looking up at our Savior. We're looking at our future, and we are his witnesses.